Welcome back. This is Martin from PCS Podcast. I'm broadcasting live from Riverside. Here to tell you that Ian is the finest podcaster that you have come to know here in the pinball world. Thank you for listening. Let's start the show. Hello, welcome back. Friday, no, Thursday. Gosh, Thursday, May 30th, 2019. This is Ian Rodriguez coming at you live from Riverside. I am outside of my office right now in my studio, my 2012 Honda Civic, coming at you with a podcast after a long week off. So, last time we uh, had our pod on Wednesday last week, I was headed off to Havasu. And we did go to Havasu. It was great. It was a wonderful trip. I went with my son, saw my cousin out there and his son and his daughters, and we had a great time. There was an arcade in Parker, Arizona on the way out to Havasu. And I meant to stop by on the way back, but we were getting a little antsy and my wife needed me home on Saturday, so we didn't necessarily have the time to stop. But there was this cool little arcade in like pizzeria on the way out and on the way back home in Parker. So. My goal before the, the uh, a year from now is to get to that arcade and see what they have and play a little bit. Hopefully someday we will. Um, but I, I think we'll be back in Havasu later on in the, in the early fall when the water gets really warm and the weather's still tolerable. But until then, farewell Havasu. It's been a great time. I'll see you in about three or four months. Now here we are in Southern California, of course, and it's freezing cold uh, for May, which is abnormal. I'm really waiting for summer to start so I can get back to my normal summer routine, which is outside activities with the kids, outside exercise, outside pool days, just outside beach days, non-stop, just kind of being outside. That's my thing. Um, my cool stuff topic today is road trips. And as you know, I just spoke about my Havasu trip. If you haven't taken a road trip in a while, it really is some something to uh, try to do every other month or so. I think it's it's just a cool thing, like you, you pack all your stuff, your, your weekend bag or whatever it is, you uh, pack some water, some snacks, and you hit the road and you drive, and you drive four or five, maybe ten hours out of your, away from your home to go to wherever it is you're going to go. And I'm a big fan of road trips because, number one, you get to spend a lot of time with your family and talk and enjoy the road and enjoy each other, enjoy some music or enjoy some pinball podcasts, but... You also save a ton of money as opposed to flying. And when you fly, as you know, you're buying an airfare ticket for $150 or $200 or $300. And then, of course, you are buying everything that comes with it. A rental car, you're paying baggage fees, you're paying for airport food, which always is terrible and overpriced. And it's just kind of like you're getting nitpicked and nickel and dimed everywhere and you're losing a lot of money. But So I'm, I'm like the road trip guy. Any, anything within 1,000 miles, I'm driving it. I mean, I'd say even like 1,500. If I had a road trip to like New Mexico to go see the family, we have some family out there. Um, we have some family in Colorado. <clears throat> we have family in New York. Now, that's a little too far. So I think we'll probably end up flying to New York. We do that every so often, but I am a huge fan of road trips. I like to wake up at like 2 a.m., have the car already packed, load the family up, have the kids asleep when it's, you know, so early in the morning turn the car on and get going. So my wife will sleep from like 2 a.m. to like 6 a.m. So I'll have the car to myself for four hours in perfect harmony and peace. And I, that's when I put my podcast on and really enjoy some quiet time and listening to whatever it is that I want to listen to. And then my wife wakes up and the kids wake up at like 6.30 or 7 and then we start chatting and it's just amazing. It's fun. 
Um, the road trips are kind of hard for us because my wife has a pretty limited diet. She doesn't like eat fast food and stuff. So wherever I stop, it's kind of like strictly for me. Like I'll go to Taco Bell or something like that. But she's like, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else. And so we have to like spend a few, uh, a few extra miles trying to find her food. It's always kind of a chore, but uh, I love her, you know. We've got to take care of the wife. That's how it is. So, yeah, road trips. If you haven't taken a road trip in a while, plan one. Go, you know, 400 miles out of your way. Find a place to go. Plan a destination. Pack your bags. Pack your family. And hit the road. I'm a huge fan. All right. So, it's been a long time. Been a long time. A lot of things have happened um, in the past six, seven days. <clears throat> it's funny. I was awake at 2 a.m. three days ago. I think it was Tuesday morning. I was up at 2 in the morning. Couldn't sleep. So what did I do? I went down to my game room and I played pinball. What do you do when you can't sleep? If you have a game in your garage, it's not a bad idea to get down there and start playing. And lucky me, my games are in the garage and they don't bother anybody in the house while they're sleeping. So I am up at 2 or 3 in the morning sometimes, just can't sleep, and I'm down there playing pinball, having a really good time. It's a good way to kind of get your willies out if you feel like you may be uh, kind of wired up for sleep. And then when 5 o'clock rolls around, maybe 5 in the morning, I'm ready for sleep again. So I'll go back to sleep till like 7, if that happens. But I was up this yeah this Tuesday like that, and it, it was kind of crappy. But I did get some games in. Um, I have been playing some pinball. <clears throat> it's funny, when you go when you go three days without, uh, without playing, or four days, I think it was three days I was gone to Havasu. I swear, it was, it was a lot of, a long time without pinball. And I, I usually, I never go three days without pinball, unless I'm out of town, of course. So I came back and I got on my Monster Bash as soon as possible, turned it on. My son was playing Red Dead Redemption uh, friendly story mode next to me while I was playing Monster Bash. And I put up a score on my machine like immediately and I was just kind of in the zone and I guess I was just that more, that much more enthusiastic to play um, just because I hadn't seen it and played it in a long time. So it was a wonderful time. You know, this week I was looking on uh, Pinside and I noticed a post from a guy, I think his name is Pin Mike. I don't know. I can't be sure. He was posting. He said, hey, my, the American Pickers History Channel show was at my house, you know, whenever it was. And they're going to be sending out the episode for production. So the episode showed on Monday night. That was Memorial Day. And so everybody's um, posting on it saying, okay, we'll check it out. I checked it out when I was at work. And it was kind of cool. The American Pickers guys, you know, those uh, goes goofy guys in the van, they show up at this guy's house in like the middle of nowhere, Ohio, right? Um, middle of nowhere. He, this guy lives on a, a large property and he's got like obviously some barns and, and a home. And his barns are full of like carnival and amusement park stuff and pretty much junk, you know, but he's trying to sell it and make a quick buck. And then he, he's this guy who's posting says, oh yeah, I got, you know, pinballs or whatever. So, like, the only really thing it had to do with pinball in the entire show was a couple of back glasses that the pickers wanted that were KISS pinball machine back glasses. And then they took a pinball machine of evil, the evil Knievel pinball machine, the old the old one, and they didn't have the head for it. So they, they literally were just taking the pinball machine for 100 bucks, uh, no head, didn't, you know, didn't work, I guess, and they were going to make, like, a coffee table out of it. So it's, like, a piece that they took for that. Overall, it was kind of underwhelming because I thought there'd be a lot more pinball, like the guy was insinuating. <laughs> uh, long story short, though, that he did have a lot of pinball stuff. The guy had tons of pinballs and video games. They showed his game room briefly, and he had some good machines. He definitely had Wizard of Oz. They, they panned in on that. I think he had a creature in there. Uh, it was interesting, but they weren't focused on his modern stuff. They wanted some old-timey stuff from the 50s, 60s, maybe even 70s. So, yeah, they took those Kiss Back glasses. And uh, they went away. So overall, it was kind of cool that it, it, he was in the limelight and the pinball thing was in the limelight. Um, 
but I kind of thought it would be more pinball focused. So go check it out. It's on the History Channel. If you have cable, you can stream it. I'm actually bootlegging my mom and dad's cable to stream that. So thank you, mom and dad. You're the best. I love you. I was looking at a post after I saw that post and watched that episode. A little forum, a little forum browsing. And this guy had posted that The Walking Dead was the hardest game. Now, the hardest game ever, right? I couldn't help but chime in briefly, and I said, I think that the Black Knight sort of rage is the hardest modern game um, that I've played. I just, I think that it is. It's it's the fastest, most back-in-your-face, down-the-drain game I've ever played. You know, I just, I like to chime in on those forums once in a while, but hope I, I hope you guys have played sort of rage by now. It's really freaking hard. And if you want to be brutalized, that's your game. Very, very hard. Walking Dead is really, really difficult. Um, but the left side of the playfield, from center to left, is not difficult. It's not dangerous. And every square inch of Black Knight is dangerous. That's the problem. That's the difference. So I, I, I think I distinguish the two fairly well. Um, older games, I'd say the, the oldest... The EM game, I told him Captain Card was the hardest game because we had a tournament at the Museum of Pinball. We played Captain Card, and that game was killing everybody. It was just like putting us all below 10,000, 20,000, very routinely. And, um, yeah, it was it was nothing I would ever want to own because it was just so frustrating. And so Captain Card, hardest EM, hardest 80s game or, or 70s, I had said Skateball because, as you know, I podcasted after playing Lake Alice, Skateball. And that game just, like, kills you. It's just designed for drains and brutality and it just it murdered me and I'm I'm a decent player but I couldn't get a one minute ball in that game and that's kind of how I judge difficulty is if I can get a one minute ball it's not an exceptionally difficult game if I can't it's starting to enter that realm of being an exceptionally challenging game so um yeah that's that's kind of my rubric I don't know how you guys judge them but overall I think Black Knight is the hardest modern game hardest for sure modern game if you're talking 90s I don't know what to say. Maybe <clears throat> if it's set up right, or if it's set up hard, Monster Bash is very hard because the outlands, if you pull the rubbers, that's a hard game from the 90s. If you don't, then it's easy. So it's all contingent on setup. You know, something I did this week was I started an Instagram account. I was chatting online with a uh, with a friend on Rocks. We were playing GTA 5. And he said, oh, you got you to gotta sign up on Instagram. And I said, why? He said, well, Rockstar Games is posting updates and infor- information for the players who play GTA Online and Red Dead Redemption Online about, you know, promotions and re- awards and everything else. He said, that's the only way you can really get their information. So I did. I followed in- Rockstar, and I followed some pinball sites like Stern Pinball and JJP, um, Dead Flip, uh, another thing called Pinballistics, and some football teams like the LA Rams, the LA Dodgers. Just stuff that I'm interested in. Um, it was cool. I, I think I followed Dirty Donnie and Zombie Yeti, too. They, they have some really neat Instagram. Insane art, obviously. Really cool to watch them post and see what they have coming out. Um, what else do we have today? I had some notes that I prepared. So, it was really cool. Yesterday, I was in Orange County all day. I went to work in the morning. went to Orange County about 11.30. And I was working in Tustin with an attorney on a case. And my boss is out there. We had an all-day meeting. So, we left the office in Tustin around 5.30. And I don't know if you know this, but in Orange County, if you leave Orange County at 5.30 heading east, there's no way in God's green earth you're going to make it off the 91 in any less than an hour and a half because that 91 gets totally backed up. So my home trip was looking at like two and a half to three hours. So I decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to kill some time and let the traffic die. Maybe I'll get a workout in. Maybe I'll eat. And uh, then I'll go home when the traffic's a little more dead, maybe around 7 or 7.30. So I realized 
that I had not been to Mission Control yet. And if you don't know what Mission Control is, it is a arcade, a barcade in Santa Ana, downtown Santa Ana. And it is a really neat location. I had no idea how many games they had. I just knew it existed. So I looked it up on Google, and it was only three miles away from the office that I was working at. So I got in my car at 5.30, and I shipped over to Mission Control. And parking is really scarce, so it was kind of a bummer, but I did finally find a meter. I parked, I walk up to Mission Control, and they take tokens. So I cashed in a $5 bill for some tokens. And the great part about Mission Control, if you're a pinball nut like me, is that every game is set to two tokens, so it's 50 cents a game no matter which game. And I'm talking every game. So they have the modern stuff, they have Iron Maiden, they have Deadpool, they have Munsters, they have Tron, they have Dark Knight, they have, let's see my list here, Adam's Family, Lord of the Rings, uh, Iron Maiden, Whirlwind, um, Ghostbusters, Meteor, Cheetah, Flash Gordon, uh, Future Spa, Tron, Monster Bash, Attack from Mars, uh, what is this, BP? Oh, Dead P D DP, that's Deadpool. So a really, really good lineup, and there's more that I missed. I just, I know I didn't get them all. Um, they had a Fishtails there, too, I almost forgot. So I, I, I really had a good time, and one of the more notable things about the trip was that uh, it wasn't crowded. I played every game I wanted. There's no lines. It was, a all, after all, a Wednesday afternoon, so it wasn't supposed to be too big of a night, but it was league night, so the league guys were showing up at, like, 6.30, and uh, by that time, I was getting ready to go. But I did get a chance to play their Whirlwind, and it was the nicest Whirlwind I've ever played. Playfield had been replaced probably within the past two years. It was really crisp, really beautiful, played exceptionally well. Everything was super crisp and fun and, and, and shot well. It was just a, the best Whirlwind I've ever played, and it made me want one. It's funny, when you play a game in really good condition, it makes you want that particular game because it feels like a newer game, and it feels like it's... It's just funner when they they play nice and they're well maintained. So thank you, Mission Control, for having such a great lineup and keeping such good care of your games. I will be back. I'm in Orange County probably once a month for uh, litigation that we do, and it's not uncommon for me to be there till four o'clock or five o'clock. And at which point I will ship off to Santa Ana to play. I cannot wait to play again. Uh, when I was playing there, I was actually lucky enough to get replay scores on like four or five games. <clears throat> so I got a good handful of free games out of my quarters yesterday so I, I just I love getting scores and I love getting replays it's just such an inspiration for me when I play I love doing it because you feel like you got your money's worth big time when you get a replay so go out there get some scores get some replays have a lot of fun you know I was listening to uh it was this week in pinball podcast and it was uh, Zach Meany um as you know he is the host of twip he always has Dennis Creasel on from the eclectic gamers podcast and Dennis Creasel is kind of a cynic I guess you could say. He's kind of, uh, I don't know, he's less than enthusiastic about every topic. And, you know, that's who he is, I guess. That's, he can't help it. But anyway, it's not, it's not a terrible joy to hear him speak about pinball. He's never terribly enthusiastic or passionate or joyous about much of anything, let alone games and pinball. So when he's on, it kind of it brings the show down a little bit. That's not very positive and motivational. It's more like, here, straight to the business, straight to facts. This is what I think. And it's, it's always said with a monotone. It's very... You know what I mean? Very flat. So that's my opinion. But uh, so maybe cheer up, Dennis Creasel, if you hear me. Um, but anyway, be that as it may, the show was uh, the, one of the topics was Chicago gaming. They had a um, no, it was an interview with a guy who created Cactus Canyon Continued. So that's what the interview was, and the topic was Chicago gaming getting Cactus Canyon. So the creator of Cactus Canyon Continued mentioned that Chicago Gaming had tried to contact him. 
and the only conclusion, and he said that they're making Cactus Canyon as their next game. So, what are my thoughts? I think I'd mentioned that I thought they were doing it, and that was the rumor, right? So that we've all known the rumors, but my thought is awesome. I'm, I can't wait. They had that game on location at Lake Alice. I got a chance to really play the heck out of it. And I've mentioned before that Chicago's games are exceptionally true to the originals, like my Monster Bash and the old Monster Bash. They're indistinguishable. So I'm really grateful that they're making games that are true to the original. And I expect Cactus Canyon, or if it's continued or just Cactus Canyon, to be no less awesome than the original. So I am excited. I got a couple friends who are interested in buying it. And maybe next year I might be a buyer depending on the output for my first, uh, my second new inbox Chicago. But uh, I'm excited because it's a fun game. It's a John Yowsey art package. I think it's a Gomez play field. Plays really well. It's got some unique aspects to it that are not found in other pinballs. So it's nice to have a game that is very distinguishable and unique from others. So here we go, Chicago. Let's hurry up. See if we can get this game out before 2019 is over. I really want to see it. I'm excited to play it. So perhaps in October at Pinball Madness, we'll see some remakes from the uh, distributor here, demo, demo Machines out here at the festival. I'm excited. Anyway, we gotta go, or I gotta go. I got work, I'm at the office, I'm playing hooky for 15 minutes here with you on this pod. Thank you, Martin, from uh, Head to Head Pinball for doing uh, my little intro this morning. It's been a pleasure working with you. And thank you all for listening. Get out there, have a lot of fun today. Get over Friday, plan your weekend, have a lot of fun this weekend, and don't forget, play a lot of pinball. We're out. Mm